Because of Brexit, you need a UK responsible person. So contact Easy Medical Device. UKREP at EasyMedicalDevice.com. UKREP at EasyMedicalDevice.com. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Alazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today we'll talk about importation. So if you are located outside of Europe and you want to import some products, so this episode will be really interesting for you. And uh, we will talk about a specific service that is existing now, which we can call independent importer. And I have with me Edgar Castile, a managing director at uh, Med Envoy. Uh, who will help us to understand uh, how his service is working and also what are the responsibilities of an importer in that case. So, uh, Edgar, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Thank you. So, uh, Edgar, can you make just a small introduction, maybe of yourself, sure. maybe, and then we can start to talk about your role and the role of an importer. Very good. I said, uh, I'm the, the managing director of MedEnvoy and uh, a company only established uh, last September. So it's a relatively new company, but uh, uh, we have a serious background in medical devices. Um, I uh, started uh, with Emergo in 2005 um, to set up and manage a distribution activity where we did matchmaking between device manufacturers and uh, commercial distributors. And we did that up till the point that uh, Emergo was acquired by UL. Okay. Uh, and at that moment, we were spun out uh, of Emergo uh, uh, into a company called Lactra Medical. And uh, so as of uh, 2017, uh, we've been doing the same as we did under Emergo, matchmaking of medical device manufacturers uh, with distributors. And um, let's say... 2018, we started discussions about importer and who can be importer and, and what does it mean? And so we started talking about that, uh, that idea of, of independent importer um, uh, up to the point that we, uh, let's say last year said, yes, this is a feasible model. We can make a business out of this, uh, uh, assist manufacturers from outside of Europe to deal with this because it's a, it is a new role, it's a, a new challenges. Uh, so we can uh, see if we can help those companies with that. And But when looking at um, the responsibilities and the liabilities, um, we knew that this is an, a very specific role. And that's when we decided to create a sister company of Lactra Medical, and that is called MedEnvoy. So uh, as I said, uh, established in uh, uh, September uh, 2020, but uh, going back uh, a long time. And I'm very pleased to say that um, one of the, the business partners that I have in this company is René van der Zandt, the, 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 the founder and uh, former owner of, of Emergo. So, okay. Uh, no, I think it's, yeah. it's a great, I think it's a, it's a great adventure, if I can say a journey that is uh, it's happening like that, because yeah, we know, uh, I think all about Emergo. Uh, so yeah, seeing all this, if I can say behind the curtain things that uh, is happening is really great. And um, yeah, I, I was really interested to have you on the on the episode because I am 
looking a lot about importation and importer economic operators. And when I heard your model, I was asking myself, is it really possible to do that? So it's, is it really something available? And I was looking and searching. I said, yes, it's really feasible. So, and it's why I want to really to talk maybe about that, but before maybe to go through the kind of, I call that the independent importer, um, can we maybe first tell the people uh, what is, who needs an importer? So what is an importer and who needs an importer so that we can really provide them the, the right figures on you need an importer or you don't need an importer? Correct. Well, um, uh, according to the MDR and the IVDR, um, um, starting uh, the date of application of those, of those uh, new regulations, uh, every uh, manufacturer outside the EU um, needs to have an importer. Um, that means... Uh, Companies from the UK, Switzerland, up to yeah. the point that they have an, uh, an MRA in place. Uh, and for us, all companies outside the EU need to have an importer. Um, it, you, you can have multiple importers. Right? So it's not restricted to one. Um, but uh, let's say there are, of course, challenges uh, having multiple importers. Yeah. Um, but uh, so any company from outside the EU needs to have an importer. And that importer will also be visible in Udamet. Uh, so um, uh, in terms of uh, visibility, um, the importer will be visible in Udemet. Uh, and let's say, um, uh, yeah, companies can decide to not work with a distributor, but they need to work with an importer. So just one thing maybe to, to clarify with, with, uh, with everybody. So under MDD, we also needed an importer or no? Yes, um, um, that's, let's say, referring back to the Blue Guide of the European Union. In the Blue Guide, it says that if you're from outside Europe, you need to have an importer. But the new thing with the MDR is that there are very specific obligations uh, assigned to the importer. And that makes it new, so to say, for um, the companies in the medical device and in the IVDR. Because, because when, when I talk with some manufacturers, and usually it's class one manufacturers, they all say to me, oh, really? I need an importer? Oh, I was selling my products since 10 years without an importer. And right. uh, so I said to them, okay, you are in non-conformity here Then if you are doing yes. that. <laughs> but I mean, the importer was always existing. And as you mentioned, the blue guide is, is clear. The blue guide is mainly the guide for CE marking. It's not specific to medical devices for all products that are CE marked. And it says if you are outside of Europe, you have to have an importer to sell inside of Europe. So as you mentioned, maybe now with the EU MDR, it's clearer. So we have a clear information, you need that. And here are the responsibilities of the importer, but it was also existing before. It was maybe not clear for some people before, but yeah, now I hope maybe this will be clearer for them. So- yeah, um, And let's say, if you took, let's say the, the importer is um, uh, somebody that uh, by doing an activity, becomes importer. So yeah. if you have a distributor currently that is doing importations for you, physical importations and fiscal importations, at that point, um, that distributor qualifies as being the importer. Although it's not named as importer, but he qualifies as being the importer. And that is also under the MDR. So the moment that you ship uh, your devices to a distributor, and that distributor takes care of all kinds of activities, then that distributor qualifies as, as the importer. So Which means if you ship to a lot of distributors under the MDR and the IVDR, those have to be listed in Udemet. So if you have 50 distributors, you really want to have those, all those 50 distributors listed to your name as legal manufacturer in Udemet? That's the big question, of course. And, and, and it's funny because um, I know now, and I heard a lot of time that distributors start 
to understand that. It's something that they were maybe not understanding before and they start to understand that. And when they understand what is the liability of being importers, they start to be afraid and they start to say, no, I, I don't want to be an importer. So it's, it's, I have a multiple clients now that are starting to say, oh, my distributor doesn't want me, doesn't Correct. want to be importer. So I have to find an importer and etc." So which makes me like, okay, but they were importer before. So what, what's, the, what's the point here? I say, oh, but they didn't know apparently that they were importer before. Now Correct. they know about it and they know what is the risk of being importer. And it's why they are starting to say, no, 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 I don't want to be that. So you have to find somebody else. So I think it's an interesting thing. And I think your business or the, the business that you are starting to build on the model that you are starting to build is really trying to solve this issue, if I can say. It's trying to say, okay, you can keep the same logistic but we are here on the top. But just, just maybe to clarify again to people, what, what are the, before to talk about this model, so what are the checks, what are the, the things that you have as an importer to check? What, what are the, the elements that you say, okay, before this product is placed on the market, because this is the role, it's like, as soon as we have made this control, the product can be placed on the market. Before this product is placed on the market, I have to check that, that, that. So do you have kind of uh, elements to check? Yes, those are, let's say, a couple of very, and they're also mentioned in the, in the MDR. So we have, for each importation, for each shipment to the EU, we have to verify the CE certificate, the EU declaration of conformity, see if the labeling is, is done correctly, to check if the, the EAR, uh, the importer, the legal manufacturer are correctly identifiable um, uh, on, the, on the devices. Uh, if there's a UDI dis, uh, assignment and whether or not the, 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 the devices are registered in Udemet. So those are, let's say, the specific activities that we have to check before placing on the market. So uh, it's, 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 it's important also to say that, yes, Udemet for now is not mandatory, so it can be or cannot be. So maybe uh, there is some manufacturers that are registering Udemet, but it's not like mandatory for now. On the UMDR, it's mainly said that Udemet will be mandatory as soon as it's fully so it's not like yeah. partially, yeah. but fully. So right. maybe we yeah. heard that maybe by 2022, uh, this will be fully applicable. Then you can right. really uh, make this check. But I think yeah. it's, it's really important to say here yeah, that you are not just uh, authorizing the products to enter. You have to verify that it's really complying to the regulation, right. having a CC certificate declaration of conformity that everything is fine. Uh, you said also about the authorized representative because, yeah, if you are outside of Europe, you need to have an authorized representative. So... Uh, one question that a lot of people are asking me also is, can an importer be also the authorized representative of the company? So is it something possible? Interesting question, uh, because uh, we do see um, um, uh, ARs that are uh, saying, we don't want to mix those roles. Uh, um, exactly. We want to keep them separate. Uh, we also looked at that saying, if you do, then maybe you need Chinese roles within your company. Yeah, so for the authorized rep activity and for the import activity. Um, but then again, if you have, um, as a legal manufacturer, you have your legal entity in Europe, you can assign that legal entity to be your AR and your uh, importer. So uh, from that angle, um, yeah, uh, good, good question. Yeah, we, we've seen, let's say, so far, um, not many companies combining it. Uh, yeah, and and I, we I, also I... say we are focusing on the importer and not on the AR side. And, and I think it's an interesting point because um, for me, I really advise to separate and uh, to not have yeah. the same entity on the, under the, the thing because 
first, there is a conflict of interest. If you are an importer, so you are trying also to sell more devices. So being the one that is regulating and saying that you are doing wrong and being the one that's saying, oh, I have to sell a lot is kind of a conflict here. And okay. uh, as you said, so yeah, this, this is something that I know, I know some importers are, uh, are proposing, but less and less because now they also have to have a PRRC, so a person responsible for regulatory compliance uh, within the authorized representative. And then, as you've said, some importers say, okay, our business is logistic, is, is to have the products and everything. Uh, it's not to make the regulation. So let's keep that business with somebody else, uh, which is really specialized on that, which is, uh, which is uh, important here. Um, as we said also, you have, I mean, on the responsibility that you mentioned, you have to verify that the product is correct. What I wanted to, what we want to talk now is more about the, your model is the fact that you never touch the products within your model, within the independent importer. So how are you verifying that a product is correct with your model? Because your model is the fact to say that, um, I mean, you can tell it maybe what is exactly your model yes. so that we can really have an understanding. <laughs> Okay, let me show you what is Easy Medical Expert. This is a platform that puts in contact companies, consultants, and where you can submit some tasks there. So let me show you how this is working. If you are offering a mission, then you register on the platform as a company. What you are doing then is that you can publish your missions. How to do that? You go on the plus at the top, you open the new window, you put a task title, you put a category, you can put if you want a budget and a due date, and then you put all the details about your mission and you post it. What happened next is that you can receive maybe some applications, you can receive some public comments, and you have to answer to them or to contact those people so you can clarify maybe the mission. If you are happy with them, you can rate them with some stars. And if you are looking for a mission, then you can go to the platform and register as a consultant, and then you can see the missions and you can ask your question and apply to them. Okay, so here is what is Easy Medical Expert. Register at easymedicalexpert.com. Yes, no, true. We uh, do verification based on um, uh, desktop review. So we, um, let's say, ask our manufacturers, our customers, to provide us with documentation uh, and, and maybe even photographs so that we can see how does the device look that they're about to ship. So we want to get proof of, let's say, that the devices that are going to be shipped that they meet those requirements. So we ask them, show us this and this and this. Then we verify if that is, let's say, indeed the way it should look, the way it should be. And if that is the case, then we say, okay, this shipment looks compliant. And we then say, approved to, uh, to place on the market. And, uh, and uh, as we said, so you do that before the products arrive to Europe. It's not Correct. like it's in the, at the customs and it's waiting that you are doing the check or whatever. It's really prior to send the products to Europe. You say, okay, um, here is, you have an order, send me the order, send me the information, send me the details, send me the pictures, send me the IFU, et cetera. So uh, the, the thing that, that is important here is like, you are, if I can say, trusting your customers doing the right things and sending you the right information also. It's important to say that. Correct, correct. But let's say in, in the moment that we are onboarding um, our customers, we of course are looking at their quality management system. How do they proceed with their processes? Uh, what kind of um, um, checks and balances do they have in place? How do they do the final uh, QA inspection? Uh, and all that is something that we want to see. And based on that, we say, okay, we can do it completely 
um, based on document review, eh? because we trust that you will send us the right documentation uh, and um, then we can make the verification and, and send the approval. But let's say in cases where we have doubts, we can we can actually put in uh, a, a third party inspection. Eh? So we are talking to one customer that has manufacturing in China. So we say, wow, um, who are you using for your quality management, uh, for your quality inspections? And they use a company like SGS. So SGS does a, a third-party inspection on the on the on the, the quality of the devices. We can also ask SGS to do a check on our specific requirements. And so if we have doubt that a manufacturer is not having a quality management system that we completely trust, then we can say, you know what, we want to do an inspection. We still do have to don't do it, let's say, ourselves physically in Europe, but we can do that, let's say, at the warehouse, at the docking station, and have a third-party company come in and do, an, and do a physical inspection. So we can do it. And let's say, because we have a liability, we have a responsibility and an associated liability, we may sometimes do want to do checks, yeah, but in the in the business model, we say yeah, based on let's say uh, if companies have an ISO 13485, they have notified body oversight, uh, they get inspected already on their systems. So uh, if they have a, a, a renowned uh, notified body, they have a renowned uh, uh, AR. We have let's say a very good comfortable uh, comfort level of let's say okay we can do this here, but the moment that we talk to a company that has a bit of a dodgy um, uh, uh, authorized representative and the quality management system that we see, the procedures are not really looking very sharp. That's where we say, you know what, maybe in your specific case, we do want to do a physical inspection, but we still want to do it before they ship it. Yeah, because if something wrong, uh, then uh, why ship it first to Europe and then have to ship it back uh, solve the issues that are there. So from, let's say, also a supply chain point of view, we think it makes more sense to do that check uh, before they send it out to Europe. No, I think it's it's important here, as you mentioned, liability is the key word here, uh, is the fact that this model um, is based on trust, as I've said, because you are really checking, you are making, as you mentioned, due diligence before that your company is reliable, that uh, they are really having a good quality management system, that they have a proof that everything is working correctly before to make business with them. Because as you mentioned, if there is an issue on the market, it's your fault. You have yes, made a mistake yeah. to accept those products to enter the, the market, and then it's your fault. So this, as I said, for me, when I heard about your model, I said, oh, it's really a trust model because if the manufacturer is not doing good, so you are authorizing without knowing, it's not like you know about it without knowing, you are authorizing some bad products to enter the country, and there your responsibility is engaged because you have signed the document, if I can say, to do that. So it's, it's, it's why it's important to tell to people that this is a good model for helping you to do your supply chain, but you there is really a, a, trust, a trust factor that has to be uh, in place here. And not only a trust, we have, um, we are a lot of, say, in negotiations with a lot of companies and in in, in, in going through the contract. Our contract states that we can always inspect and audit our manufacturer. And then they tell us, yeah, but we have CE marking, we have notified body oversight. So why would you need to audit us? Because we are liable. And we want to make sure that if we feel something is wrong, and as, as the MDR says, if we have reasons to believe, uh, and that sentence is a very powerful sentence, that should give us authorization to say, you know what, we do want to inspect you. We want to go into your facility and see how you do this. 
because in the end, as you said, if, if they put something on the market, have place on the market and, and bypass us, uh, and, and our logo is on, 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 on the packaging, uh, we will get um, notified and, and, and <laughs> not only notified, uh, they'll come to us. And that's where we say, you know what? So we will always have the right. And some companies say, well, you can only audit us once. Uh, no, uh, if, if we have reasons to believe that something is seriously wrong, uh, we can audit you 10 times. And of course, we don't want to do that because uh, it, 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 uh, if, let's say, all is okay, there's no reason to do that. But if there's something wrong, we, we definitely want to have the power to do that. So we also have the power to stop importations, but we also have the power to uh, to go in and, and see what, uh, what what the situation is. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's, it's clear. And as you mentioned, uh, you have your name on the product because as soon as you are authorizing the products to be on the market. Your name is there to say uh, imported by, because as you've said, it can be imported by 100 companies. So at the end, we have to know the same products maybe can be imported by 100 companies. So you have to know by which company this was also authorized so that if there is any liability, we know that it's you or it's another one. Because yeah, I imagine that if somebody imports the, the products but don't put his name, but they think, oh, Medenvoy is making the same importation. So it's the fault of Medenvoy when it's not, then maybe it yeah. can be a, a big issue here. One and thing that's I where I want to say what, what is then uh, very important that we keep track. Uh, yeah. We keep track on what shipments we have verified. So if there is a shipment on the, the, the EU market that arrived without us knowing it, we can say, you know what, this shipment hasn't gone through our process. So then by that mo at that moment, let's say the manufacturer doesn't follow the, the procedure. Uh, and goes uh, outside um, uh, the process that we co-developed in terms for the for the importation. At that point, we can say, you know what, this was not imported by us. And then at that moment, let's say a distributor does the importation. That moment, that distributor qualifies as, as the importer. And at that point, that distributor is liable, uh, yeah. maybe without even knowing it. Exactly. <laughs> but but that is the situation. Uh, that there's a very important to understand that you qualify as an importer. So it doesn't have to be that you're on the, on the oh yeah, you have to be on the labeling. But if, if you're not in the activities, then yes, you are liable. Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely clear. Um, you are located in the Netherlands, is it correct? correct? Okay, correct. so um, if tomorrow there is an issue, if I can say with the products, I think the competent authority in Netherlands will come to visit you and to audit you. That so they have good, to yeah. check all what you have done. They have to check that you have done correctly your job, that you have inspected. So it's, it's why it's important to mention that being doing this role is not like just a post box to put your name on the product and say, we have an importer, it's a displaced. No, this guy or this importer has really uh, some responsibility and can be also audited, can be checked by the authorities, can be sued, can be closed, can be have a fine, etc. So Absolutely. it's not just a, a kind of a, a, a signature to say, yes, we, we are authorizing to enter. Correct. And, and that's why we are, let's say, we have created the database, um, let's say, where we can find each and every shipment uh, that was brought to, the, to Europe. We can see yeah, who has verified this on our end. Yeah? Uh, when was it shipped? When did it uh, arrive in Europe? And where did it arrive in Europe? Uh, and then say, was it sent on to uh, through a logistics company to a distributor? And when did it arrive at the distributor? And uh, was it, let's say, in um, say was it the same amount that the distributor asked for? So they ordered 100, 90 were delivered. Hey, this is a problem because 10 are missing. And so we have, let's say, a database where we keep track of all these events, so to say, and these supply chain events, we keep track of those. So if something... 10 years from now uh, goes wrong with a certain device and they come to us and, hey, 
it says that you are you were the importer of this device. Can, show me how it went, and then we can tell you know what this was uh, verified by us on um, uh, June twenty second, and it was uh, shipped to, uh, to to the Netherlands on uh, July first, and arrived in Germany uh, on July third. We have the full traceability, and we can uh, show it up to the we say the next economic operator. So if we let's say ship to the um, uh, the distributor. That's where our registration stops. Right? So we can tell, yes, we delivered this to this specific distributor. And um, I mean, this is a good process, but I think behind that, there should be a quality management system that is working yes. also correctly because having just a system is not enough. You have to have some processes uh, available for maybe, as, as I say, if you are hiring maybe two, three people that all those three people that are doing those checks are doing that in the same way and they, that it's not like one is saying, let me do it like that because there is no process defined, let the other, another way, et cetera, so that we have really this. But so you have a quality management system, actually? Correct. We are implementing uh, ISO 13485, and um, we're working with Greenlight Guru to have okay. an EQMS, uh, because uh, we envision uh, not having one customer, but uh, hopefully many, many, many customers. Uh, and that means that for each and every customer, we have to define what is the specific importation process. So in general, it is, uh, it is a couple of um, the same steps, but for each company, we might have a different way to receive an order or to get a proof of delivery. Uh, so we have to make a work instruction for each and every customer's um, importation process. And then our team will follow those uh, instructions uh, to, to make an importation and do the correct entries in, into, the, into the database that we have. And yes, um, uh, this, this role we envision will be viewed as a, as a critical supplier to the legal manufacturer and therefore, let's say, are subject to audits and then uh, if we can show that we have an ISO 13485 and have the certificate, which we hopefully will receive by uh, by mid this year, then uh, uh, not only from a practical point of view, but also uh, say uh, showing to the outside world, yes, we are a serious um, a player in this field. Uh, we want to have that certificate. Yep. No, I think it's it's completely great, and uh, and I really uh, like if I can say this this kind of uh, mindset also that uh, yeah we are doing everything right and we are doing everything correctly so that we are compliant and we are also understanding the responsibility and the role that we have. So it's not like we are just making here a business to make money. It's really trying to find a way to help people in the right way and compliant correct. way and uh, and doing that correctly, which is exactly what the the right mindset. So um, so Medenvoy now. So Medenvoy. So your company. So are you uh, so? How who who should contact you? So uh, are you open for business with all the people actually? Or yes, we are open for business. Um, we see, let's say, we have um, um, a large customer base uh, and and prospect base in the US. So Renee, um, who's um, um, uh, living in in California, uh, he's dealing with a lot of our US customers right now. Okay. And uh, I'm on. I'm in Europe. I'm in the Netherlands. Uh, and uh, people can either contact me, contact Renee, um, uh, through, uh, through our website, um, uh, medenvoyglobal.com, okay. um, uh, or my email address, uh, ecastile at medenvoyglobal.com. Um, send in an inquiry, and we can uh, we can assist with that. And what we do see, let's say, um, yeah, uh, not only US, but uh, a lot of UK companies. Uh, we are working yeah. with a lot of UK companies that... Uh, after Brexit, have to deal with with this issue too. Um, so um, and, and, and I suppose yeah, Swiss, Swiss and I suppose Swiss and, and Swiss. Turkey and all those those countries that maybe we don't know now, yeah. but maybe on the twenty sixth of May, 
2021 will need an importer to, uh, right. to place the device on the market. Will also need your kind of services, uh, which is uh, which is uh, important. Maybe um, to add to that, uh, we also see that um, companies do have legal entities uh, and I then say, well, we have this uh, GmbH in Germany. It, it is a bit of a PO box, uh, but uh, it's, a, it's a legal entity. Um, we can then also service as a back office. Uh, so we can say, if you want to keep that GmbH in Germany as your importer, then on the labeling, it says uh, the, the legal manufacturer's GmbH uh, office in Germany being the importer. Uh, we can then provide back office service. So we will do exactly the same as what we would do as we would be the importer, but then uh, the liability lies with the GmbH in this case, uh, but we can support the GmbH in being compliant. Now, I think it's really great because I think it, it gives also some flexibility to companies to say, okay, we maybe are establishing this kind of service, but in the meantime, as we don't have that, maybe we can use MedEnvoy yeah. to do this interim. And then when we let the establish, we'll be doing that correctly. So I think it's it's completely great. And as I said, it's really a good mindset because it's not here to say, oh, we are keeping everything and you we are not giving anything. It's like, no, we are here to help you, and which is a, a great thing. So really thank you for that. Okay, so I think we, are, we have really covered everything. Um, about importer. I hope now everybody understands what is an importer, what is the responsibility. Okay. And now they understand also your model, which is uh, something that I, I'm really trusting. So I'm really um, asking uh, you to contact Medenvoy if we really are, if I can say, uh, having a problem to get importation uh, in the European Union. So Medenvoy can be really a good service to help you, uh, help you here. Okay, so uh, for everybody that is listening to this uh, podcast, so uh, thank you. Uh, if you have any message, uh, if you have any comments, don't hesitate to place that on the uh, YouTube comments or on the podcast page. Uh, if this is a question to uh, Edgar, so I will forward that to him and I will ask him to, to answer to you. Uh, otherwise, uh, if you are uh, looking at that in the YouTube channel, don't hesitate to subscribe also and to like the, the, the videos. Okay, so Edgar, really thank you for your help. Thank you for all your support and I wish you a nice day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much. 